Welcome to the Tea Garden. Join us on the Vinyl Conversation as we explore the many flavors of health and wellness. I'm your co-host, Caleb. And I'm your co-host, Alex. And Alex, before we get into today's topic, what are we uh, drinking? So this is one of the prettier teas, I think. It's actually called Wonderland Tea from Disneyland, and it's a white rose tea with a green tea blend, it looks like. Oh, damn. Um, But I just can't get over the packaging. It's super pretty. It looks like Alice in Wonderland focused. And I guess it's like a little euphoric floral experience, so. Yeah, let's go and get a sip. But before we get into today's sipping activities, uh, joining us on the Vine of conversation today is Cameron and Jordan. Hello. What's going on, guys? Hello, hello. And let's, uh, let's all sip this together. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, this is wow. very rose-flavored. Yeah. It's very floral. Yeah, this is a... Uh, very rose heavy i don't know but who wants to start first on some ideas about this tea i actually kind of have a perfect vision of this tea i imagine like a bath mm-hmm. like you're getting in one of these single it's like one of those single bathtubs in a room and it's like sitting in the center of a room mm-hmm. and it's filled with like flower petals and like you sit in there and you have your hair in a little net and you're sipping wine reading a good book with your floral bathtub hmm. true tranquil yeah i like that what about you jordan <laughs> oh okay so um one thing that really jumped out at me was that um this tea opens with like a very sweet um taste mm-hmm. right very sweet flavor um but Towards the back end, it really transitions into like a sour, almost bitter flavor. Okay. And I think that's very, um, like the first thing that jumped to my mind was when you look at a rose, right? There's the rose petals, which are like the cuteness of the rose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the pretty part, right? But then that back half is almost like it's like the thorn in the stem, right? Nice, yeah. And it's kind of like, I just feel like the whole rose was really used to like create this flavor. Um, and I think... It's just very fitting um, yeah. for, for what this is. Mm-hmm. I like that. No, that's, I definitely, the bitterness at the end, the rose flavor is very strong. And I, I got that idea when you start talking about that, but the thorns for sure. I like that. Would you like to go first? Sure, I can go first. Um, so for me, I get a very, yeah, this is very rose heavy. And I'm, I'm a big fan of rose, so I like it a lot. Um, but I get like taken back in time to when I was a wee lad in my grandparents' house. And I used to actually, I was a little bit weird and I would try to make different flavored waters. So I would like crush up strawberries and put it in water. And like people do that all the time, but I thought I was like revolutionary. Yeah, what a weirdo. (laughs) How dare you. Um, (laughs) But I would actually take rose petals and put them in water and like let them sit and stuff. So it literally just reminds me of like looking over the sink of my grandparents' house like out into the backyard and like waiting for my water to basically become tea as it was like cooking in the sunlight through the window with just my rose petals in the water sipping on that was a little like maybe 10 11 interesting so i have like two i guess Mm -hmm. the first one i would say this reminds me of just valentine's day as a holiday altogether like the rose is so strong that Mm -hmm. it reminds me of the feeling you get when you walk into a grocery store and it's just red and hearts and just rose, oversaturated rose. with all things you know yeah cliche romantic type but this also actually reminded me of 
my D&D character and oh. when I play D&D so for the I feel like I've talked about this before but mm-hmm. um, with Caleb and Cameron I've played D&D for like a year now yeah. and I always struggle with feeling very present in my character mm-hmm. um, but for whatever reason right when I drank this tea I felt very present as my character in <gasps> the city of Forja so when I smelled it it felt like the city However, when I tasted it, I was immediately reminded of all of my character's trauma oh, because it's wow. so strong. So yeah. it just reminded me of the duality of like my character who comes from a very beautiful, whimsical, colorful place of like iridescent pinks, purples, blues, greens, and then. Dang. But when you drink it, when you peel it apart, it's pretty strong and bitter. Oh, my I favorite per- yeah. alcoholic fairy. Yeah, <laughs> Pernor. I am very biased, and I love that answer. Thank you. That, no, that's a, that's a very good answer. Because D and D. Because D and D, and also that's Forge's one of my favorite cities I created. Mm-hmm. But guys, um, let's go ahead and just give a cheers to the episode real quick. Good. All right, guys. Thank you to everyone who is listening. Um, as you can probably already tell, things are a little bit different. Our format's a little bit different. I have a new intro. Um, it's going to be on a new Spotify page, and also on Apple Podcasts. So we are taking a you know, a leap of growth, you know, as uh, Cameron said before, I said, hey, record, you know, our vines are growing and we are kind of transitioning to newer things as this podcast is kind of like um, taking its steps up. But just bear with us as some things are going to change. You know, this, the logo or the cover you see right now on Spotify might change, but we'll see how that comes. But uh, as we get into today's topic, Alex, um, what is, uh, what are we going to come to today? Today we're going to be talking about how healthy fitness is and the reason we're so fascinated with this is obviously when you think about fitness you think of health Mm -hmm. but as like the four of us have gotten more and more into our fitness journeys we've realized how unhealthy some of the things that are both taught to us and that we decide to do for the sake of fitness Mm -hmm. aren't exactly the healthiest so I'm interested to see like what aspects of quote-unquote fitness or like the gym or exercise feel sometimes like they're not as healthy as they're presented to be yeah well where do you guys want to get started then on this conversation i know jordan you had something that like you uh, you brought this topic up to us so it's kind of route you want to go down yeah so i think one thing that's been really on my mind um as someone who spends a lot of time in the fitness space um both in practice but also consuming a lot of like the media, I follow a lot of influencers, I watch a lot of fitness YouTube videos and content, I consume a lot of the fitness interest industry's content, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one thing is I, I would consider unrealistic expectations, yeah. um, especially because you tend to see people on the internet or maybe you maybe watch a YouTube video that someone puts out, right? And you think to yourself like, oh, like, I can do the things that he's doing, right? When in reality, everyone's bodies are different everyone kind of grows at their own pace Mm -hmm. um and just because that person was able to accomplish a certain thing right like for example something easy to measure measure is strength right yeah um just because someone was able to get a three plate bench in only a few years some people don't get there in their entire life yeah right and i think that's kind of a an uncomfortable reality that we have to really grapple with um especially in this age of social media um where we're constantly being compared to other people yeah no that's very true i think that that is very big like expectations um you see so many people like you said who post 
with themselves like shirtless and like, oh, I'm not flexing, but they are flexing or like, this is how I lost X amount of weight and, you know, unrealistic things because they're just doing it to get views. Um, but I would say, Cameron, as someone who, like you just recently started to go to the gym consistently, what are some things in that sphere, like expectation wise that you've witnessed or you've felt like kind of? This has actually been a really pressing thing on my mind lately because I was a dancer for like 10, 10 11 years. Mm. And I, so I grew up in a very different, with a very different view on how fitness was. Yeah. I didn't do, I had no idea what, how to do any sort of weight training at all. I never have. Most of my form of fitness was cardio and like maybe sit-ups and plank, but that's really about it. Mm. So since I've stopped maybe like three years ago, yeah, it's been like three years since I've retired, I really haven't gone to the gym consistently. And when I do, it's only cardio. And I found myself getting really down on myself because I was like, I was, I've only ever done cardio my entire life. Why isn't cardio working for me now? Why mm-hmm. am I gaining weight? Why is my body changing so much? There were other factors that went into why my body changed a lot, but I think I went into it with a very like linear way on how I was going to get fit. And when I didn't meet those expect, like meet those expectations in like one week then i would quit and be like this is stupid oh so like your pursuit of being healthier led to like a negative mental space because you weren't able to like achieve it yeah and i think a lot of times because because you guys all work at a gym i've obviously hear a lot about fitness and like what you guys do and a lot of times i would get i don't know if i would say insecure about it but i would definitely get down because, and it's nothing against like, oh, blah, 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 they're so fit, screw them. It's more like, Talking wow. about us? Like when you hear our, our yeah, things? Yeah, it's like, wow, you guys are doing really great. Why can't I, why do I give up? Why can't oh. I just stick to it? And I think I've been consistently going for like, I'm on my third week now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times Caleb would tell me like, don't give up. You have to keep going. Once you get past that second week, you'll be you'll have a routine and you'll feel better about yourself. And I will say yes, it has. I have like since having a consistent routine of going and a schedule going about it, I am more like I have more desire to go. Yeah, I want to ask you guys kind of towards that too. Mm -hmm. Do you? Because I never thought of the idea that if I share my progress with people it could be like disheartening because i often i'll tell people who are looking for inspiration for like fitness um or like thinking they can't do it that i lost 60 pounds in six months so i i see that as like anyone could do any anyone can do it anyone can do where you put your mind to i was very persistent and very hardworking. but what do you guys think do you guys think that that could be discouraging for people because i never thought about that because i would, would never think about me telling or showing a picture of myself to cameron like could discourage her i think yes yeah I actually never thought about it as well, but I do think so. Um, but I guess like my response to it would be, um, is that like we, even though we have like the whatever like look it would be or whatever, or like talk about fitness, 
um we still are almost as lost as we were day one like we've gained so much more knowledge Mm -hmm. but fitness is just one of those industries where like no matter how much you know like you just never know enough yeah um that's true so i almost feel like for at least for me personally my day one was very much like yeah whatever like if i do anything i'll see some sort of progress i don't really know what i want to do i'm just moving my body so that equals health yeah but now that i have specific goals there's just so many routes you could take to get there and there's just planning and there's scheduling and there's rest and there's food and there's all this stuff where it feels just as difficult as the beginning but i Mm. do definitely see how comparing and stuff like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is like an ever changing like i don't know it's a you never really get down fitness i feel like you never Mm -hmm. do you never really do because your body's always changing Mm. and what would work for one person won't work for the next person which i think was what jordan was kind of talking about like you're saying i or not i but someone who sees the individual on tiktok or instagram pushing three plates like they don't know what one in the background they can't just do that in three years you know yeah yeah and i think it's also because as consumers we gravitate towards the most impressive thing we've created almost an oversaturated like we've we've oversaturated our instagram feeds right with these examples of like people with the top tier genetics people with oh, okay. like the capacity to be able to do things mm-hmm. that the average person could never do. Yeah, right? It is very, yes. it, people don't talk about genetics. I, I feel like, um, yes. I know someone who got really mad that, well, they asked the question, like, do you guys think, do you think I'm just, or do you think my success is because of my genetics? And so I'm like, yeah, I could say so. And he was like, how dare you? Like my genetics aren't everything. It's just also my hard work, but you're right. It, it's weird that, that's not talked about because that's very important yeah it's definitely on a spectrum like trust me um people i'm not in the business of trying to devalue other people's accomplishments yeah um and i think that every single person who's ever achieved anything in the gym right yeah had to have put a lot of hours of course 100 percent. um but the reality of the situation is that everybody's bodies is different yeah some people have a different training reaction. I have a different stimulus reaction to training, mm-hmm. right? They have a different curve in terms of like how their strength improves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so even though everybody can move forward and make progress from where they're at right now, it's not all going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's not like a recipe like to bake cookies. You know, you yeah. can't just put the same four reps per day and five sets of this you know like it and you'll not get the same outcome it's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um i mean you know programming is, is is a really important thing in the gym right mm-hmm. i i think um and and all literally someone could follow the exact same program someone could do the exact same meal plan right follow it the exact same to a t but the variable is always going to be genetics yeah um and so mm-hmm. I, like i said it's 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 not it's everybody can 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 progress and everybody can move forward right but it's just not always going to be as far or as fast as everybody mm-hmm. that you might see on instagram and i think it's so interesting too about um how everybody always wishes they had the exact opposite genetics for fitness than they do so you know a lot of people like can't put on any fat they can only put on muscle really slowly and like yeah. it's a process but like they just want so badly to get big and get big fast versus i know people that like 
are always like, I don't understand why I keep adding fat. Like it's, I just literally can't stay lean no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. And it, they're always wishing the reverse. And I think that just speaks to the fact that fitness is still a money industry and you're True. meant to be made to feel like you don't have enough of something or that you need something mm-hmm. different in order to buy whatever fitness related things that they're selling. Yeah, it definitely is. A, it probably is very easily marketable, I would say, and very easy to exploit people who, I guess, don't know what they want. You know, like if you were to go into a gym, um, and have no expectation and then it's like well you need to do this if you think that they're professionals you're gonna probably believe them yeah even if you don't need that like i'm talking from people like who are like a scummy gym it's like you need to do this 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 and this that's why you buy my training package and i believe in like that you should do this and like it's not catered like i know that and i'm gonna just i i was under the impression that la fitness is like this or la fitness if you buy training you aren't given a consistent trainer it's just a like hope oh, uh derrickson today so you're gonna work with derrick or like joyce is here today so you're gonna with joyce which i don't think is good at all no that sucks you have to have a relationship because right. that trainer understands how your body works and understands yeah. the fitness like the workouts that work best for their body and to get the best results for them and to the same point it's the same thing about a counselor you can't hop around counselors for the same exact reason like mm-hmm. that your counselor has to understand what makes your brain tick and really be connected to you to feel comfortable with them you can't like tell your life story to the same person or different person every single time if you're trying to grow in your like the health yeah. the health, health of your brain you, you start know? from day one with each new person that you're working with yeah and that you can't start day one all like over and over again you have to go to day two and go to day three and this is a huge huge part of growing with fitness um yeah yeah i don't know well i had a question for you guys too and this is what i'm struggling with lately is i'm seeing the physical progress that i want Uh but i feel horrible and that's because in order to get that physical progress i have to put my body through unhealthy things which is Mm -hmm. overworking out eating too much protein from too many bad sources because i don't have the time or money to get it from good and natural sources like so do you guys think it's possible to be either busy with work or school or both and doing a healthy fitness journey because i think that's the hardest thing ever i think to maximize your fitness you need to be only doing fitness no this is crazy because we were just talking about this and because i'm i'm in nursing school and we're in our our Mm -hmm. adult health class and we were talking about time management and and how we are able how in nursing school it's really hard to balance your life your school and work life and social life and we were talking about, oh, how do you guys have time to go to the gym? And everyone laughed. Everyone was like, ha, so funny. Nursing students don't have time for the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely is a, like a big factor. It's very difficult to be able to maintain a, especially if you want to go to those like extreme Instagram model yeah. looks. Yeah. It's really, it's not realistic when you have a, regular life that isn't just based off of like fitness like someone who is a trainer yeah every single person um who you see on instagram they live off of their sponsorships they live off of you know maybe they are a professional bodybuilder and they compete um and you know they win off of their they live off of their show winnings right the majority of it is uh it's gonna be sponsorships um but those people their entire lives and their entire jobs is based off of fitness. Yeah. And to think that you could achieve like 
the same amount of progress as they are. When they while, live, breathe, and yeah, everything course, in the gym, yeah. at the same time as, as juggling everything else that you have to do. Yeah. Um, it, it's, just, it's just not the same equation. Um, mm. You know, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but to kind of going back to your point, I think that you do have to figure out what chunk of, of the pie that fitness is for you. Yeah. And some people, it's, it's different. I think um, general fitness is definitely achievable for almost everybody. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be a professional bodybuilder, for example, like, there's definitely a lot of sacrifices that you need to make in order to do that. Yeah. The balance is very, uh, like, yeah, definitely the, when it comes to ba- bouncing fitness, that's crazy, a crazy thing to do. Definitely. Because if I, for me, right, I'll tell you my, my fitness re- regimen. Um, right now, it's looking like Mondays, I have to get up at 8 a.m. to go to the gym or else I can't go for, until 11 p.m. Um, Tuesdays I have to get up at nine or maybe eight thirty to get um, a workout in, um, or I sneak it in between my classes, which is like two to three. So to your point, like if I'm trying to get my macros in all that kind of stuff in what I like my, my target for the day, there has to be times where I'm going to sacrifice that because it's not attainable. It's just truly not attainable. Yeah. But I always say this, it's super cliche, but like the best, the worst workout is the one you don't do. So as long as you get in the gym, and you're you're seeking like you're seeking fitness so it's just the journey that gets there like fitness as we already established is not a end point it is a like journey i'd say Mm -hmm. so i think the number one tip also is like to not be too harsh on yourself like i i didn't do cardio today because i was doing so many other workouts and my legs hurt um and that's an excuse yes but also if i did it i probably would like have hated myself and then it counteracts what my goal was today was to feel good. You know, so there's so many different, like, I don't know. There's so many different paths you can take towards fitness. And it's, as long as you're walking, I think it's okay. I think so, too. I know that, like, this has definitely been on my mind lately because I've had people come up to me and be like, wow, you're so fit. Like, you have so much muscle. You must be fit. And then I just think of, like, all the things I've eaten in the day and, like, my yeah. sleep pattern and how I take care of myself. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I might achieve the look, but I definitely don't have the health that goes with it, at least right now. And I think that's so interesting um, because it, it just, like, it speaks to that, like you were saying about the expectations of, like, what you see online. Um, like, I just, like, as a student in work and with extracurriculars, like, you just don't have time mm-hmm. to meal prep and to rest and to do the stretching and to do the recovery and to see dietitians and to do all that stuff. And mm-hmm. if I do do that, then... I'm not sleeping and yeah. nothing's getting done. Yeah. Um, one thing I kind of wanted to call back to is earlier you were talking about kind of like when you work with a single trainer, right? You yeah. kind of build a rapport with that trainer and then you kind of come to an understanding. You guys kind of discover together what works best for you. And um, that's the same thing that happens just with yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, your fitness journey spans your entire life and for the most part like you only have one body to work with yeah right? and i think for me like one thing that i eat like you as much as i could be insecure about how much um muscle or how strong i've become mm-hmm. in the last three years and change that i've been training one thing that i can't deny is that i've optimized my training so much just because yeah. i've gone to the gym every day and been constantly experimenting and figuring out through trial and error 
what works and what doesn't work for my body, right? And I think um, that's a that's a big part of like try to fit it, trying to fit it into your schedule because yeah. some t- people, like for example, instead of doing a one body part split, they might transition to a full body workout, right? Yeah, like maybe only twice or three times per week. Um, I was speaking the other day in the gym to a first responder, and he splits his workouts into a short workout in the in, in the morning and a short workout short short workout in the evening because he needs to be on call twenty four seven. Yeah. So there's a lot of unorthodox things that you can try in order to kind of optimize the time that you do have. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's not going to be as effective most likely as if you were working out at 24 seven. Yeah. I, de- I found this like, interesting you say these things cause I found this definition on medical news today. Um, and it says experts define physical fitness as one's ability to execute daily activities to or your daily activities with optimal performance. So as long as you're doing what you need to do to optimal performance, that's being fit. So that guy, that first responder, his optimal performance is working out in the morning and the night because that's just what he can do. Mm-hmm. For your optimal performance is going every day and experimenting. You know, everyone's optimal performance is different. So I think that to, to speak on that, it for me, like optimal would be getting sleep and getting in the gym. So if I get a, a, a killer workout in, like I hit everything I need to, as much as I need to, I feel like a massive pump, but I only slept three hours. That's not optimal at all. Because mm-hmm. then my entire day is screwed up i am like low on energy and i'm super tired and i can't give my 100 percent everything else because i already wasted my not wasted well i would say for my day i wasted my efforts on the gym when my fitness is everything like taking care of yourself mm-hmm. i would say one thing i would i am underestimated was meditation which sounds super cliche but like meditation the sense of taking the time to collect my thoughts instead of it being always rambling and that's an important part of fitness too because you can't do anything optimally if your head is not clouded i don't know oh yeah absolutely and i know i like that idea of like spending too much time in the gym and not enough time on fitness mm-hmm. that's exactly what i've been doing lately and um i also think it's interesting too like and i want to hear your thoughts on this cameron because i think it's interesting how if you look at like every decade recently the ideal fit body type for a woman is the exact opposite is the one before oh my gosh i remember being like 13 doing like some manic ab workouts to youtube videos being like i have to get skinny i have to get skinny and Mm -hmm. now i'm like i need to get bigger i need to get bigger and it's crazy what i'm putting my body through um for it only to in the next 10 years be the exact opposite of what's desired then i i particularly think and this is in no way to like downplay men at all. <gasps> oh my gosh. But I think women particularly have had it a lot harder by main um fitness wise because every decade the standards change drastically of mm. what is socially acceptable for women or desired or desired yeah. like for a woman to like look yeah. So you can think way back to the two early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was the Paris Hilton, no butt, flat stomach, low rise jeans, like mm-hmm. skinny, skinny bones Jones. Mm-hmm. And then you get more into the 2010s with the Kardashians. 
everyone desired, everyone wanted the hourglass body. Everyone would go to the gym, be like, I'm just working out glutes legs, yeah. and legs because I want the hourglass body. Uh-huh. I'm wearing my waist trainers and hitting the stairs and only doing squats. Yeah. And nowadays, it's kind of turning backwards again now that a lot of these like Instagram models like the Kardashians are getting rid of their BBLs. Uh-huh. And it's starting to go back towards like just when we were starting to normalize not the natural woman body, it kind of backtracked a little bit more. Now everyone is desiring to be super skinny again. So the yeah. t- the what's it the twelve three thirty? Everyone's trying to do all, everyone's doing the intense cardio again. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, the twelve three thirty is twelve incline at three speed for thirty minutes, and mm. the idea is that that. Supposed to burn like the optimal optimal amount of calories um, for the day without going like too crazy. And sorry for those who mm. didn't know. Yeah, and I also think that there is a intense like stigma around women that do weightlifting because you see a lot of nowadays. At least I think the older generation sees a younger generation of women that are starting to lift weights and they start to see muscle and they're like, "Oh, you look like a man." How dare yeah. you get strong? You're supposed. To- Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I think it's hard for, I just think it's difficult for women to become more confident and secure in their fitness journey when our society is like shifting what the desired look is all the time. Yeah, because once you get it, it's gone. And like I was literally having, and I know that manifests within myself of like going back and forth on my goals constantly. So like the other day I was looking at myself and being like, oh my God, I'm so small. Like my muscles are not big at all. Like what have I been doing? I've been working so hard. And then the last time I did legs in the gym, I was like looking in the mirror and being like, I'm too big. Like, I need to stop. I need to stop. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I think like to anyone that's like struggling with this too, the only thing that gives me hope with this is, yeah, like how Cameron said, like it was like the Paris Hilton body where, you know, where they would literally ask like, does this make my butt look fat? When like now people want their butt to look fat. Yeah. And then it went to like Victoria's Secret, Angel, Thigh Gap, and then to like thick in a fat way and then to like now it's thick in a muscle way mm-hmm. but one thing i have noticed is that over time the size that has been desired or not desired but like accepted in women mm-hmm. is bigger and i think as women transition to more taking up more space in like the social realm the like intellectual realm that manifests physically and the beauty standard taking up more space bodily so I think it'll continue to be like that. And I don't think we'll ever really go back to like the twig, skinny, like make them shrink both literally and, you know, physically. Yeah. Mm. So I do have a little bit of hope, but it's just, you're right. It's so hard. And like, I don't know if guys have that, but do you guys go back and forth on your goals mm. to where you'll achieve it and then be like, wait, never mind. No, I think the reason why that's so, this is going to sound very, okay, tell me if this sounds weird. I think the reason why it's so, volatile for women is because you are our society changes to what men desire mm-hmm. truthfully that's just how it is a girl's gonna on, on instagram will get views because like crazy guys want to see a big butt that's just how it goes like so they, they'll train their butt for that with guys though um i think the idea of being like a manly man bra- brawny man is going out like it like there always will be like sebum right um like the best Power, no, bodybuilder, sorry. He, like, won Mr. Olympia, like, what, four times? Yeah. So, like, he, like, everyone will always like a big, big 
do it like that. That's just that's goals for a lot of people. Um, but I think it is being accepted now to be more lean and skinny. Like for me, like um, to get to your point about if I falter, I don't think I'll ever falter because I just know how I want to be. Like I know I want to be like you won't no- notice that I'm muscular unless I take my shirt off or like I'm I'm I can do 150 push-ups really easily like body weight um, calisthenics kind of guy. Um, because I don't feel that pressure. I don't feel, guys don't feel that much pressure as girls do in society to look a certain way at all, period. So that's why I think it's easier. But what do you think about the Jordan? Jordan? Um, So the one thing I will say about kind of the male experience um, in fitness is that a lot of guys, we grow up playing sports, right? And when you play a sport, it's almost, it's kind of weird because it's like, even though someone might be better than you at the sport, mm-hmm. their team could still beat your team on any given day, right? So it kind of, it, it doesn't, but fitness is different because you look at somebody and you think that person looks better better than me. Yeah. And on any given day, you can't wake up and think to yourself like that person, no, I got, I got it one over on True. that person this time. Yeah. You know, or if someone's stronger than you, you can't wake up the next day and be like, oh, but I'm going to get you tomorrow. Because individualized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would say that um, there is this desire from a male perspective to be hyper-specialized okay. and like recognized as being undoubtedly good at something. Yeah, like the peak of what you're pursuing. Yeah, so for example, like with me, right, um, what I notice is I see people all the time being like, I have like you know very defined muscles and i look better in downlighting than you and someone being like yeah well i'm stronger than you uh, and then someone being like then there's that one guy in the corner who's like yeah but i can do more push-ups than you yeah and then there's the other guy who's even further in the corner being like yeah but i can run a mile in five se- in five minutes <laughs> you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah. so um it is definitely i would say a lot more competitive um Amongst us, like yeah, a must man. Okay. Yeah, I, and I would say that the, the the pressure kind of comes less about like what society thinks of us, but like what we think of ourselves and how we compare that to like what other people are doing. That's actually I never thought about that. That's a good point because it is a com- competition between us, like indiv- like like you say individualized, but women is a collective goal. Yeah. Each decade. I don't. Know, do you guys th- agree with that? No, I I, act- I really I agree. I I. Oh, Alex doesn't. Well, I think there's a weird... So, it might not be... I know, like, with men, like, it might not be as outspoken and as obvious, but with women, there is a bit of air of competition Mm. in terms of, like, who looks the best. Mm. You just... There's just an air to it. You just can tell. Yeah. Um, And I, I think... I don't know. What do you What do you think about that? I feel like women do compare a little bit. They have to. Here's the thing. I de- without a doubt, women, because I know for a fact that women compare, or maybe I compare. But are your goals Are your goals but, compare like? Um, oh, compet- you mean compet- our, co- our sorry. literal fitness? Like yeah, our, your little fitness is driven off of our co- fitness condition. is defined as how we look. Okay, which is why people come up to me and say, "Oh, you're so healthy," mm. and it's yeah. like you wouldn't know. Like, yeah. I think as a whole. I think women, especially women that regularly are going to the gym, there is a sense of like a small like community between the women that do go to a gym and are kind of like proud to of each other for doing this. Doing the thing. Yeah, doing the thing. Um 
yeah i just i just i think women as a whole when it comes to like fitness are very encouraging of each other but of course they're all like we're human we're human beings we have this innate like feeling of comparison of comparison and competition within each other so of course everyone's going to be like oh i want to look like that or i want to look better than that yeah but in some weird twisted way women can do both at the same time encourage them be like oh you look great women are fake no i'm kidding but yeah (laughs) no 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 i get what you're saying i I think sorry um I think the competition with women goes no more than like what's natural mm-hmm. with people. I just I do think the like the bigger problem is like the, our fitness. And I guess like I don't like to say it like this because cliche, but like our fitness being objectified, like even our fitness is yeah. boiled down to what it looks like on the surface. Yeah. Mm. Um. Like for example, I'm in I'm an officer for a club on campus called Girl Gains, and like the whole point of it being started was like to have women who work out and who are building muscle like do things together. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, it is encouraging, but all, like the entire group chat always is for the most part just like, oh my god, look at my progress picture, look at my bag, look at my outfit, look at my this, and I love that. But there's no like emotional discussion of what it means to be a girl in the gym, or like encouragement, or like deep conversation, or whatever. It's always just kind of like a, a I'm a gym girly on, mm-hmm. as my, as a surface level identity is there ever conversations that are like guys today i felt really good because i hit my pr or like guys i really felt secure at the gym or is it more is it just truly pictures and like progress stuff um there is a little bit of that and honestly like i haven't been as involved as i should so i know i've Mm -hmm. missed a bunch of it but i just i don't know i do wish that even though like girls are getting better with creating community amongst themselves in the gym i wish we were a little little bit better at connecting connecting yeah mm. I, i've seen as someone who observes a lot in the gym not in a creepy way just every every people like everybody in the gym because that's my job um you do see a lot of people who talk behind people's backs but positive things like oh that guy is looking good in the gym that girl is looking True. good in the gym but they don't actually go up and say it um a lot of the time it's like like i think the other day i was talking to someone and like dang that girl is like a really nice butt like i've seen her working here forever and she's a nice butt she's work on it you said that or someone else said that? I said someone else said that oh. to me. Yes, I said that. <laughs> Dang, that girl got a nice butt. No, someone said I was talking to someone. And it's like, well, why don't you go and tell them that? And it's like, well, no, that's weird. It's like, no, like uh, from girl to girl, that's a compliment. Yeah, I actually remember. So this was kind of um, a little while ago. This is like right coming out of the pandemic, right? But mm-hmm. like there was a period of time. So we all work at the same gym. And there was a period of time that there was like, single digit girls that would like come in each day to like work out at our gym true and alex i remember at the time you were um working or you were were, you were working at the gym i don't know if you were working there yet but i remember one of your big things was you wanted to like make friends with like those girls and being like hey like Mm -hmm. we're one of like the 10 girls here like let's all be friends you know Mm. yeah i think like i don't think i explained it right to backtrack um a little bit but i think i wish girls did more conversation other than the fact like i wish we connected on more levels other than the fact that we're coexisting together in the gym yeah mm. um because although that's an accomplishment i i don't know i guess i was raised in a more like masculine gym environment because like my dad and my brothers taught me how to do it so i'm kind of like what do you mean like getting to the gym is the easiest part like i'm more like i guess cold with that stuff so like showing up to the gym isn't where I would find the connection, I want to get to like the struggle and yeah, like that why kind of thing you're with in girls. the gym. Yeah, 
the deepness which is hard of to it. do sometimes yeah yeah i mean i would definitely would say that like i don't know that that's not necessarily something that like even the guys haven't figured out like i would easily yeah, say that true. like the conversations i mean the the friendships that i've made with people in the gym are easily my most superficial like my most superficial friendships really the shallowest okay. i'd say because um it we all congregate in this area where we're all focused on ourselves. Yeah. It doesn't, like, lend to a deeper understanding of who that person really is other than they're lifting and I'm lifting, you know? And we might follow each other on Instagram and we might, you know, chop it up a little bit on mm. some random stuff here and there. But I would definitely say that it doesn't... It's not... If you're looking to make... I'm not saying it can't happen, but if yeah. you're looking to make deep intimate relationships with people i wouldn't say the gym is a place kind of like the reason why they don't recommend like approaching anybody yeah. you're looking to date at the gym it's just not very a conducive environment for that i actually would play devil's advocate to that because i feel like the gym is a good place to me and maybe this is just me as an extrovert um people who are very genuine because you're at their most you're in your most rawest form in the gym you know, we're all trying to build ourselves up so we're at least broken a little bit. You know, like we're in there for like fighting demon time or like we're fighting something and stuff. So if I go up to someone and be like, hey man, like, are you like you good? Like, are you, I know you came in last night with the girl and now you're today you have a hoodie up and, you know, like, are you okay? And like for there, I can start because like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to work through some stuff. It's like, bro, well, you're doing a good job. You know, I think that that's an, a big part of male bonding is like encouragement, um, at least I've observed. So a lot of the friends I have like are, yes, are like mostly observed in the gym, but I really like, I love my gym homies. Like I love the people that I've met, but I don't know yeah. if it's me being extroverted and like me just working there. But I think that the rawness and the, the vulnerableness that comes with the gym is what can foster good relationships if allowed. But yeah. I definitely see what you're coming from. Have you ever like made a friend of the gym that you've like hung out with like outside of the gym? Yes, um, I have hung out with. Yeah, I hung out with a couple of people. Um, I don't want to, like say their name in here. Well, I guess I could. Like I hung out with Michael and Aiden and stuff like that before. Mm -hmm. Like I, I love Michael. That's the homie. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Yes. Oh yeah, true. These are all my coworkers though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, technically, before Alex was even a coworker, Fact. she it was someone that we met. At the, at the gym, gym and she and played D&D &D with us we started playing D&D &D, so Antoine and Randall as well um, they go to the gym they're homies like that but I, I I definitely see where like there is a super superficialness of being in the gym where it's like hey what's up nice like fist bump good to see you man have a good workout there are a lot of people I have friends like that a lot of people who come to the gym where I just fist bump have a good workout see you later bro yeah that um, was definitely me for a long time yeah um, the particular gym that I that we all work at I was training at that gym for years before I started working there. True. And I really only started making connections with people after I started working there. Just okay. Because when I was in the gym, I was focused on myself. I didn't really like care about what was going on. Not really. Like yeah. I mean, like I I, I I had seen your face for years mm -hmm. and I had never talked to you before. True. You know, so I think mm -hmm. a lot of guys are kind of uh, at least I think a lot of people are just in the same boat with that. Mm. Yeah. Would you say that you're a more introverted person? Um, it's weird because I wouldn't say that I'm introverted in the sense that if I feel like it's acceptable for me to, to branch out mm -hmm. 
or if I feel if I feel like it's a place where like that's expected or encouraged, then I'm more than happy to mm. to open to open myself up to that. Mm. I just at the gym never felt like that was a place for that. I, personally, like yeah. I'm not saying that it's not. No, right, yeah, yeah. But no. just personally, I never felt like like for example, when you walk around the gym, you always have headphones on, right? True. And the idea of like walking up to someone taking out your headphone waiting for them to take off theirs and like starting a conversation with them that's not really something that every that people do that often that's so interesting because i i mean i guess maybe our specific location of our gym is a bit different because um we're a smaller location and a lot of our member base is people that have been there forever so we're we're a community yeah it's it's a little family but um i think i might have been telling you earlier how for some reason um I have a really bad habit. Like, if I'm having a bad day in the gym, I will compare myself to literally every single girl in there. Mm. No matter how they look, I'll do the thing where it's like, I'm okay with my own goals, and then I see them, and it's like, wait, no, I'm not. Yeah. But that only happens when I'm at locations where I don't know anybody. Oh, yeah. When I'm at our location where I'm comfortable with everybody, I have, Mm. whether it's casual or deep relationships with them, um, for whatever reason, I feel a million times more secure in myself and don't compare. So um, I think that might be like a hack to the fitness journey is finding community of any sort, even if you don't share your deepest fitness secrets with them, just having somebody, like you said, to fist bump you when you're coming in. It's really cool because a lot of the gyms out there don't have that. Yeah. I think that for, sorry, Cameron, you can go after me. Uh, You know, actually, Cameron, you can go first. I would like to hear what Cameron (laughs) wanted to say. Okay. Well... Because the only reason why I asked Jordan why he was introverted is because I am a very introverted person. And mm-hmm. I think in a sense that does make you kind of an introvert because mm-hmm. that's the kind of the way that I work too. I will only be social when I feel comfortable around the people that I am with. The thing about the gym is the only way I would kind of disagree, Alex, or not disagree, or it's just different for me. Because your your situation is truth for you. But for me, it's more like when I'm around people, because there is a lot of people that go to this gym that I know, my coworkers go to this gym. Then I, every time I go to the gym, I see them and I kind of turn on this like blind where it's like, I know you, I don't want you to see me. And it's not that I don't want to, because I don't oh. like them. It's more like- You're not comfortable to talk to them. I'm, not, com- I'm not comfortable talking- at the gym when I'm in a very vulnerable state I think it is because I'm still not kind of like insecure mm-hmm. not quite comfortable yet in working out I think maybe that might change once I become a little more comfortable but as I'm like easing my way into this gym community and working out and getting the schedule seeing people that I know it That's makes fair. me very anxious Okay, that is so interesting because I think everybody at least most of the girls that I've worked out with have said the same thing. Like we walk in the gym, they're like, "Oh my god, this people from, like these people from high school are here. These people from here is here. Like, I, we, oh, I don't want this. Like, I wish this gym was empty." And I, I get that, but I don't know why I get that. Like, that's such an interesting perspective shift. Because I, I think I started out like that, where I was like, "I don't want anybody to see me. I want to do my thing. I want to go home." Like, and then um, I would also do more home workouts at the time too, because I just mm-hmm. wanted to like do it. I don't think I came out in my social with the gym until I think it was less about seeing my goals manifest physically as it was like understanding what they really were um because if I committed to a goal then I could answer that question and then I had purpose in there 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense no it, it it makes i just think yeah, yeah. it goes to the point where like every person's yeah. like experience is different yeah everyone has a different like feeling of like, um, i think that like. also explains yeah. why i have like i'm in, i'm an extrovert to the max like mm-hmm. have you taken my myers big tech before like the per- 16 personality test i have not no i recommend you, <gasps> you should, should do it it's you pretty should, you guys should do an episode just on that you should yeah Ooh, very cool yes so i'm an entj which is a commander so it's like the leader pretty much is mm-hmm. that's the that's what it's given um so for me it's not no for me i'm comfortable with anything anywhere if you like camera scenes before if i go to a drive-thru somewhere it's i'm the best friend of the guy who's taking my order just because you know whatever we talk and we chop it up and make him laugh it's just how it goes um so when i'm in a place when i'm sorry when nothing makes me uncomfortable building those culture and communities is not something that i struggle with sorry mm-hmm. not struggle with it comes easy to me so i like today i took off my headphones like six times like and they i waited for that person to take their headphones off just to talk to them because that's just how i enjoy that like I would stay at the gym for five hours every day because that's how I recharge is like yeah. those connections. Yeah. Like someone else who's introverted could go home and their their fitness for the day, their wealth and their meditation could be sitting, being by themselves for hours and that's how they recharge. For me, like I felt the most rejuvenated in my life today when I stayed at the gym for five hours talking to everybody, everyone I saw. And like That's exactly what happens to me. I totally yeah. get you, yeah. So like that's just to, to the point of like fitness also is a community-based thing, I would say, like because that's, as humans, we need connections to be healthy. So, and a gym is just, it's so much better when you have that kind of like, oh my gosh, bro, good to see you. How, how's the wife? How's the kids? Like, I know every day I see somebody and I, the only conversation we have is like, how's your daughter? How's your new, like, newborn? How's your wife? And stuff like that. And, you know, back and forth. How's school? You know, it's, it's good. So, that stuff is so encouraging because then it makes it like a sense of comfortability and I would say security in the gym. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and I think it just goes back to simply like if you're going to frequent a place every day, like why not make an effort to get to know? And it comes with time, obviously. Like yeah. the connections I've made at the gym have taken so long. But it's like if you're gonna go somewhere every day, make yourself comfortable, get to know people. Mm. Just will feel a little bit better. I agree. So when it comes to expectations, guys, and like the the health of fitness, what are some tips do you like you guys have if people are struggling or starting a new? Or starting on their kind of journey and Cameron I kind of want to do you want to go last or first I would say um I'll go last okay I'll go last what do you guys think do you have yours I do um so one thing that really um I re- I, re- I feel like I've really thought about a lot um and it's it's something that's very kind of close to my heart and I just use it to ground myself in these situations might, where I might feel a little bit insecure is um, so there's a man right um, he happens to be Caleb's uncle right true and we had a conversation about like how we both identify as like bodybuilders right yeah that means that we go into the gym for hours a day right and sculpt our physiques in a way that like is like the most beautiful like portrait of like what a human can look like for real yeah Yeah. and like the one thing that's never talked about is like if you can even do that like 
there's so much like beauty in like pursuing f- that or well i just i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm just grateful that like i get to wake up every morning and like think about it in terms of like increasing my performance or mm-hmm. sculpting my body right yeah as opposed to like not being able to get out of bed because i have an illness or being okay or being crippled, right? Yeah. Or like, like there are people in this world who would love to be in the position that you're in, wherever that is, right? Yeah. And I think just having that perspective, it really changed the way I think about fitness because it introduced this dynamic where every single day that I'm working towards attaining my goal, even when it feels like I'm far away from that goal, I am grateful because I can even work towards that goal in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's something that isn't talked about. And I think that we really do ourselves a disservice when we don't talk about that because Mm -hmm. it kind of puts us into this mindset where we don't even see or acknowledge that there are people who don't even have the opportunity to be able to chase the dreams that we chase. Yeah, it's truly like a blessing to be able to go, even go into the gym every day yeah, and work everybody exactly right. part to the best of your ability. No, that's, that's great. Ooh, that, I guess that ties into a little bit of mine too. Um, I know I don't shut up about this on this podcast, but like because I was injured in a sport, um, and I know there's like a, like a certain circumstances where they said like if you would have had done this movement or this motion, like you wouldn't have been able to do any kind of athletics ever again. Like, strictly walking, mm. no bending more than this many degrees, whatever. So, I always, like, just... I'm just so grateful, like, on the way to the gym every single day. Like, the fact that we can move our body in these crazy ways is so cool and so fun. And I think that's such a great perspective to adopt is, like, you know, your body's never going to be perfectly any beauty standard and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, instead, like, we should applaud it for the amazing things it can do. So it's hmm. so cool and then um also like your health will always be more important than your quote-unquote fitness like what you look is super cool like what you look like is super cool but not at the expense of your serious health like yeah. finding a balance between you know the nutrition the rest the meditation the mental health physical health spiritual and emotional and the grind in the gym and feeling like you can't walk on the way out because you work so hard. Like, a good balance of both is ideal. True, true. And I would say to that point as well, like, consistency is, like, so important on everything. Like, you can't, like, build a house in one day. It takes, um, by yourself, I would say. Like, it takes laying the foundation and building the frame, picking out the colors of the walls and picking out the plaster and furnishing it you know it's just a process so you have to but it's a day-by-day thing you know you can't be thinking about the colors of the wall if you haven't built them yet you know it has to be a thing that comes gradually um and i always say this to everyone i said it in the progress earlier i'll say it again but like the worst workout is the one you don't do so if you just get in there and even if you're on the channel for 10 minutes you, you did it and they're like well maybe i should do more you know it's just it's the steps that you take towards optimizing your performance like that quote said like you have to whatever is most optimal for you in the day focus on that and find happiness in that i think as someone who is still really struggling and trying to like find their like their own come up with their own schedule and to become consistent at the gym 
I started, like it took me, I kid you not, the past three years to finally go to the gym longer than just one week. Mm. And to that, I would say the only advice I would give is do it at your own time and do it when you feel ready to do it. Because if you are going, if you decide, I, if you're just upset about yourself, I look, oh, I feel fat. I feel unfit. I just need to go to the gym. And you go to the gym and you just feel so crappy while you're doing it, then you are not going to feel good about yourself. You're not going to feel like that one day that you did at the gym was significant at all. And you will get sick of it and you will be like, this is stupid and I'm, d- I'm done after this week. When you finally get into that mental space of I'm doing this for me this is for no one else I am not doing this for the people like doing this to look like the people on social media Mm. I'm doing this just to feel better about myself that's when you'll get past that's when you'll actually finally be comfortable with it and get past those insecurities and really start working towards yourself and those first two weeks are going to suck (laughs) And you are going to be insanely sore and you're going to feel like you can't do this. But just know that when you feel sore, you're doing it right. And your body has, your body is not, has not made to go through this. Your muscles are not made to go through this type of trauma. Honestly, your body is not made to grow muscles the way that people do at the gym. So do it at your own will. Don't force yourself to do anything. But also, if you don't get sore, it doesn't mean you don't work out well. But yes, that is true. You are correct. Yeah, guys, that was amazing advice. Everyone, that was probably like I think one of the best conversations we've had here. Um, thank you, everyone, who listened to us. You know, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we appreciate you guys. Um, if you have not already, follow us at the teagarden.pc on Instagram. Um, and yeah, till the next t- cup of teas brewing, guys. Peace. Bye. See ya. Adios.